Welcome to the Business of Luxury podcast, where we feature exclusive conversations with entrepreneurs, executives, and influencers on the leading edge of luxury. On today's episode, Human connects with Dr. Sharona Nazarian, who was elected to the Beverly Hills City Council in June 2022. As an accomplished community leader, philanthropic advocate, and a proud immigrant, Sharona has dedicated her career to public service and has a deep commitment to giving back to the community she loves. Sharona holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology from USC and a doctorate in clinical psychology with an emphasis in multicultural psychology. English is her third language, and she's the first Iranian-American woman to serve on the Beverly Hills City Council. In this episode, you'll hear Sharona share why she made the transition from psychologist to public servant, the function and importance of the city council, and the unique opportunities and challenges the city council faces with a high-profile project such as the Cheval Blanc Hotel by LVMH. Let's join Human for his conversation with Dr. Sharona Nazarian. Sharona, it is so great to have you today. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Humanjan. I really appreciate it, and it's my pleasure to join you. Thank you. Thank you again. So, Sharna, tell us, how did you make the shift from being a great psychologist to now being a public servant? Tell us more about your journey and how that came about. You know, it's interesting. I never planned on running for public office, but I was always interested in helping our community and those around us. And um, I had a really big problem because I could never say no, especially to good causes. So I was involved and active in numerous organizations and charities. And then somebody said, you know, you would be great as a commissioner. And so I went on the Human Relations Commission for the city of Beverly Hills. And then the LA County asked me to join a commission for alcohol and other drugs. And so that slowly started my progression of getting involved in uh, civic life. Um, And here we are. (laughs) I think it was a very natural uh, process for you because of how you operate and how you generally feel and the caring that you have. It, It really, it's very sincere and obvious. So it doesn't surprise me at all. And uh, that's why I wanted to know, and I wanted our listeners to know, why is public service so important to you? Can you share that with us? Because to a lot of people, you can't tell. I'm sure it is important, but you really can't tell. But with you, it's it's a very interesting question of why, why is it so important to you? You know, I immigrated to the United States as a child, and I just feel so incredibly fortunate and blessed for the opportunities that I've been granted And I also grew up around a family who was very focused on giving back to our community, whether it was philanthropic causes or service organizations. So that was kind of something that was ingrained in all of us from childhood by my grandfather and my beloved mother. So giving back to the community that I love is something of a privilege. I I see it as a privilege. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of tired of hearing people complain, but not getting anything done or taking action because I'm I'm innately a doer. I, I like to see action. I want to get things done. And I thought we needed stronger leadership. And I decided to be proactive and get involved to serve our community. And is that what uh, really um, drove you to become a, a you know city council m- member? Is that what really... Uh, 
inspired you to partake with the city of Beverly Hills and become a council member? Yes, I I just wanted to, um, I I don't like to complain. I want to be able to have solutions. And there, I have a lot of ideas. That was something that I was passionate about. And so with a lot of uh, community encouragement and my family's support, I decided to uh, throw my hat in the ring and get get active and get involved. And what is what is the function of the city council, and what is it responsible for? Can you elaborate on that so our listeners can have a better understanding? Yeah, sure. Um, so the city council is a legislative body of our city's government. So we're responsible for making laws and policies that govern the city and its residents. Some of the main functions for our city council include um, enacting and amending local laws, approving the city's budget. So we're fiscally responsible. That's really important to me. I think we need to be transparent as well as hold people accountable. Uh, Overseeing our city managers uh, because they oversee various city departments. And also to me, the most important part of city governing is representing the community and addressing their needs. Because the best form of governing is local governing. Because we really understand, we are are residents with you. We understand what the needs of the community are. And we, I also, it's very important for me because I wanna hear from our residents, from our business owners, you are our constituents. That's what makes, that's the makeup of our beautiful city and it makes our community so special. And I think it's so critically important to to have that sense of community and not just for it to be governmental body of, uh, you know, rules and regulations that people have to have a sense of family and communication and being supportive of each other. And, and I think that's such a critical factor in anything that, that goes on. Um, and for you personally, what are some of the most important issues when it comes to this wonderful city of Beverly Hills? This is the reason why I ran, because first and foremost is safety and security. Being proactive and utilizing technology as a force multiplier was the primary reason that I wanted to run. And I'm really proud because our city now has a real-time watch center to monitor the over 2,000 cameras we have. We have drones and automated license plate readers. And while other cities are trying to defund their police, our city council has unanimously voted to increase law enforcement salaries and even offer a signing bonus. So that's that's number one on my list. Um, I've also um, always wanted to help our residents and businesses have a voice. Uh, no one person can say that they have all the answers. So we need to work together collectively. And um, you have a different experience than I do. And so when we collaborate together, we could ensure success. Uh, the other goal that I've always had is to be present and available for our community, you know, to really help them with whatever issues they're having, because local governing is really about at the local level, whether it's there's a problem with my tree or there's a pothole. Those are the things that local government is able to immediately react to. And and we have other issues that come up as well that that, of course, are are more um, challenging. Um, We 
we have a new initiative. And as a psychologist, this was important to me because I really wanted us to be able to help our unhoused, but in a humane way. So I'm very proud of our city. We have a new pilot project that offers services to our unhoused 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, the residents or the business community can call this number and someone will come out to help uh, our unhoused get get them the proper care that they need. And um, if I could just give the number. Please. 310-285-2468. And um, besides that, for me to plan for the future of our city is a, a great goal of mine. We're going through a lot of various changes and local government, as I said, is the best form of governing. So we all need to be active and participate. Yes, yes, there's no question about that. And I think it's very obvious uh, what a safe city Beverly Hills has become. I know there's crime everywhere, country-wise, every, in every major city. Uh, and even in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills being one of the least of all. But even with that said, when things do happen and it has been much more regular these days, unfortunately, Beverly Hills has done such an incredible job that when people talk about it, they're like, why do people even try? Because everyone gets caught anyway. So why even make that attempt? You know, it's like you're wasting your time, you know, and uh, it's been very evident of um, the progress and constant improvement of how of a of what a safe city Beverly Hills is and why people want to be here because of that. And I think that's critically important. Yes. And that comes from, we have a fantastic police chief. Chief Steinberg is doing a fantastic job. We also have a very united city council from our mayor to my colleagues. We all have the same vision and we all have the same goal that we do want Beverly Hills to be the safest place. While we welcome you, we, you know, I always say we want to welcome everyone to come to Beverly Hills, but we will not tolerate criminal activity. And that is starting to be crystal clear. No question about that. Sure enough, because Beverly Hills, as everyone knows, is known as the epicenter when it comes to the luxury market. How, how does that impact your role as a city council member, knowing that this is such an integral part of, you know, that Beverly Hills and luxury are one and the same. I often think about it because our decisions as, as a city council will significantly impact the general plan and the future of our amazing city. So my personal goal is to be mindful of preserving the rich history that keeps Beverly Hills the iconic city that it is, but also being forward thinking and planning for the future because we don't want to be left behind. We have several developments that have already been approved by city council. Now I see our job as planning beyond that. How will we tackle safety, not only for our residents, but also for businesses and visitors? We need to work with our CVB and Chamber of Commerce to drive the luxury market while also encouraging businesses, restaurants and services that will benefit uh, that will be a benefit, you know, for our visitors and um, for those who frequent the high-end hotels and also for our community as a whole. So finding a balance so we don't saturate the market 
And we still want to be a unique destination while also preserving the community feel that makes Beverly Hills so special. It's it, it's interesting. I was just at a Chamber of Commerce event that was exactly on this topic about the state of luxury in the city of Beverly Hills. And it was fascinating. So this is something that um, we are mindful of, we we are focused on, and um, we try to make decisions and to um, support the community as well as the, the luxury market. And the truth is that everyone has an image of that. So tourists, people who've never been here, people who travel from abroad, they expect that, in fact, because everyone is so used to that word luxury that, you know, they want to feel it, they want to sense it, they want to experience it. And that's what really happens when when they enter Beverly Hills. And that's what makes it so unique and special. Yes, absolutely. You know, as you know, and everyone knows, LVMH purchased uh, property, you know, a few properties for the past few years with the plans to open a world-class hotel, the Cheval Blanc Hotel in Beverly Hills. What, what are the unique opportunities, in your opinion, and challenges the city council faces with such a high-profile project such as this, which is has such a universal impact on many levels? As I said, our city is extremely unique and different from other cities. But a project like Cheval Blanc comes around once in a lifetime. And other cities really, when I did my research, I found that other cities would give the developers money to try to encourage them to come to their cities. Uh, this is a different situation. And we have a lot to gain as far as opportunities, as far as economic development. The project can bring new jobs, economic development to the area. Um, and we can also benefit as a local community. Uh, we have a wonderful development agreement that we have in place with them. Uh, the city stands to gain close to a billion dollars in TOT in the next 30 years. Um, it would increase tourism and make Beverly Hills a lux luxury tourist destination from around the world, as we spoke about. And a branding, the hotel project can enhance the city's reputation and destination for luxury tourism, uh, which can attract other high-end businesses and investments in our area as well. So the challenge is that there's a referendum up now, and it's going to be up to the voters to, to put in the vote. Um, and and those are some of the issues that we're seeing. But overall, the city council will need to balance the potential benefits of the hotel projects and potential impacts. And that's something that I feel that my colleagues and I did, along with our planning commission, to be able to come to our decision. Now it's going to be left in the hands of, of the voters. Yeah, I don't remember any project being as important and as critical and impactful on so many ways, in so many ways, as it, as this uh, hotel would be because of the people behind it, uh, the influence, and how it is connected on such a global level. Um, so I'm very excited at the same time, anxious, <laughs> right, as everyone is, to give it the support it needs to make sure that it is passed and that it happens 
because it will take everything to a whole different level. It really will. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there too. And it's going to be very important for the community to be educated properly, to understand really what the community has to gain from a project like this and the benefits that it will bring to our community and to the business district as well as to the residents. Yeah, there's no question. You know, there's certain things uh, in life in general that create shift and change and transformation for the betterment. And it takes a event or a specific subject matter or a group of people to make that happen. And clearly that's one of those situations here that we have now with the Cheval Blanc and LVMH's vision of what they're looking to do. Um, so I really hope that it will come to fruition on all fronts. Yes, well, it took visionaries to create Rodeo Drive which was the start of that market. And it was an iconic uh, brand now. Everybody knows Beverly Hills and everybody knows Rodeo Drive. Now is the time to revisit that. And this is exactly the kind of project that would enhance and revitalize the whole market in a sense to be able to um, keep Rodeo Drive relevant and, and, um, for us to be forward thinking about it. Changing subjects for a second, as you personally think back uh, on your 20 years of public service, Sharona, what what projects or initiatives are you most proud of? All right, well, <laughs> first of all, it's it's a little difficult for me to talk about myself. I've always I'm I'm happy to talk about organizations or or um projects. So and 20 years is a is a long lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've, I've always tried to be a unifier and to be fair and to find balance. I, I pride myself in that. And I could share a few of my most recent uh, initiatives. Uh, when I was a human relations commissioner, I, I'm proud that I was the chair when we passed the civility statement, which was read at the beginning of it's, it's still being used today. And it's read at the beginning of all of our commission meetings. Um I'm proud of the restructuring that I championed when I was the, served as the chair of the LA County Commission for Alcohol and Other Drugs. And um, as the Public Works Commissioner, I helped spearhead the opt-in for plastic cutlery because our environment is also important for me. And I want us to be forward thinking Beverly Hills is a leader and we wanna be lead leaders in, in sustainability to be proactive. Um, and finally, this is my service passion. I work with the Rotary Club of Beverly Hills. And when we had the pandemic, uh, I'm so proud of our community and of our members. Um, I helped make masks and get hand sanitizers that we distributed to our seniors who were the most vulnerable members of our community at that time. But there, you know, that's when all you would go to the stores and the masks were sold out and you couldn't find hand sanitizer or wipes. And we managed to find distributors who provided those things. And we took them to our assisted living facilities right here in our city. And we were able to help a lot of people who um, were, were very vulnerable during the COVID outbreak. And that has been clearly obvious, very much so. <laughs> And, and if people want to follow your work, uh, 
being that you're such an inspiration in so many ways, what what is the best way to connect with you online? Oh, thank you for that, Human. Um, I try to make myself available and and respond. I think it's important to respond to people and have conversations. So people are often surprised when they receive an actual call from me. They're like, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> so you can always um, follow me on social media at Sharona for the number four BH. Sharona4BH, or you can email me at my city email or my personal email. My city email is um, snazarian at beverlyhills.org if it's city related. And if it's if it's something otherwise, Sharona at sharonanazarian.com. And I also have a website, but right now I'm really not using that. I'm just trying to focus on my work in the city. Well, thank you. Thank you again for being on our show today and sharing so much about yourself and the luxury market and the city of Beverly Hills. And uh, we're very fortunate to have you, uh, not only on the show, but someone who is a leader in our community and helping and shaping Beverly Hills to become better on a daily basis. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be on the show and it's my honor and privilege to be able to serve the community that I love. So thank you so much for the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed Human's conversation today and we invite you to share this episode with someone who might enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot on your phone, text it to them and tell them to check out businessofluxurypodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to the Business of Luxury.